Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stop making the eyes at me. I'll stop making the eyes at you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal got their win and Spurs are top of the league. It's Monday 9th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. It's Monday, everybody. Good to have you with us. The week is underway. The working week, of course, Andy. Sunday is still the first day of the week. Don't listen to what... That's what they say in Portuguese. Well, it? It's the truth. Like, like the, the, the word in Portuguese for Monday is literally second day. Segunda feira. There you are, you see. I will die on this hill, Vish. Uh, why? Don't do that. Okay. Just sit on the hill and enjoy yeah. the with sun. With nine and a half million Portuguese people. Oh, I couldn't think of a better bunch to do it with. Yeah. Other than the English. <laughs> um, I've been to Lisbon it's basically hills isn't it it is yeah. it's five hills isn't yeah. it so, uh, a lot of options a lot of, <laughs> you can, a lot of places you can to choose have a, a lot fight. of stupid things to die for ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim but the important thing is we're a live man and we enjoyed the football especially you I really did on the weekend um, we're going to talk about our highlights of the weekend first uh, everybody Andy Brassel I'd like you to get us off to a good start. Okay, well, I'm going to go for the best penalty save mm. uh, that I've ever seen in uh, Mansfield versus Wimbledon. Oh. Wimbledon would have won uh. Uh, had James Tilly scored. He absolutely smashed this penalty. And Christy Pym, the Mansfield goalkeeper, he sounds a bit like an Irish folk artist, mm-hmm. <laughs> like improbably yeah. tipped it onto the bar. It might have gone over the line. Tipped but... it onto the bar. You don't often see no. a goalkeeper. It might be tipped round the post no. or maybe holds it or it goes back into play. It, it looked like it might have gone over the line. He clutched it. But, you know, no VAR. We get over it. It's fine. It'd be goal line technology, but, Andy. Yeah, Wimbledon have missed more penalties this season than the whole of the Premier League combined. And if they'd scored even half of those, they'd be top. That's amazing. Wow. So was the penalty, wow. did he try and roof the penalty or was it like pushed up? from? No, from he, a... he tried to like smash it into the roof of the net. And, he and just, the keeper saved it. He just got fingertips on it and it came down oh. sort of onto approximately the line and clutched it back. That is, it, that is incredible. It was, it was a genuinely amazing penalty save because I think you would say 999 out of 1,000 penalty saves. Mm. You think, oh yeah, he didn't really get hold of that, the taker, did you? 
But but on, it's harsh on, on goalkeepers on that. that on that occasion. But but don't you think? Don't you think? Well, I think David Ospina in in the in the in the 2018 World Cup would disagree with you. Yeah, but I'm saying it's quite David unusual. Yeah, when he saved from Jordan Henderson, who really got hold of it right but in the But it's, it's quite unusual, my point is, for a taker to not have blame attached to them when they yes. don't score a penalty. Mm-hmm. Again, I would But that defend... definitely felt like the case here. Well, again, um, with my mention of the 2018 World Cup, I would, I would very much defend Jordan Henderson again. It's just an excuse that. to bring up the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> That's the hill then, is it? Yeah. That, that is the hill. <laughs> you might be that one. Jim Campbell. Uh, my highlight simply has to be Olivier Giroud um, going in goal for yeah. AC Milan <laughs> yeah. um, after Mike Mannion was sent off yeah. um, and preserving the clean sheet. He mm. wasn't in goal for very long. Um, the, the save he made was yeah. very, very messy and scrambly, but he made it nonetheless. Gany, he's got more clean sheets than Andre Onana, isn't he now? There was also a moment when um, he put his goalkeeper jersey on. Well, actually, not his goalkeeper jersey on, but he put the goalkeeper jersey on. Magic Mike. Well, it was like the, um, do you remember those old Diet Coke adverts? About the 11 a.m. like Diet Coke break? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like everyone it's just oogling this one sexy man <laughs> taking yeah. his shirt off. Which, which was Tim Flowers. Was it? Yeah. No, you're talking about goalkeepers, you know. Of course, Kanye West was one of the oglers. He was at the game wearing a, wearing a Genoa right. scarf. Oh, yeah. And during the game, in response to this, Kim Kardashian started Instagramming all her signed Milan shirts. This is odd. No yeah. way. Yeah. This That's is so messy. Isn't it odd? What was Yay or Yee doing there? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Um, but it was what I loved about the saves Giroud made, the one you were talking about, is it was very unorthodox. Mm. And sometimes when a, a goalkeeper, an outfield player goes in goal, it can they, they can do something and you think, why do other the proper goalkeepers not do that? There's obviously a good reason because it yeah. looks quite good and it's quite effective. But it's more kind of slightly more luck than judgment, I suppose you could say. You, I don't know why you just remind me of a kid at school who who was doing the high jump, and rather than do the Fosbury flop, which obviously yep. is a thing because yep. it, it works. Well, that was unorthodox. That was yeah, just, just charging, there. trying to hurdle over it, yeah, bashing yeah. it every time, <laughs> doing a cleansman over yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know, like, we know that this doesn't work. Yeah. Other people would have tried That's it. That's right. Yeah, you just got you just you've simply just got to get over it <laughs> yeah. by any means uh, within the realms of of the laws uh, of that sport. This your highlight of the weekend. Uh, my highlight of the weekend was uh, Newcastle's second goal. Specifically, yeah. Kieran Trippier's volleyed cross. Do you know what? that? that I thought about having that as my highlight of the week. And it was really satisfying because... The, so, Gimmerich puts the ball over. Trippier hits it first time into the box where Isaac slots it in with his left foot. He almost controls it into the goal, doesn't yeah, he? So each, yeah, so each each touch is softer than the previous touch. Mm-hmm. Headers and volleys in the Premier League. Yeah. 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 So it's, you can't double. So they won. Newcastle beats West Ham 3-2. That's certainly how the piff posse are framing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, PJ Marwell, I yet to apologise to them. Yeah. <laughs> but more uh, on that as we get it. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I, 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 I nearly had um, Harrison's goal for Everton as my, mm, uh, nice. as, as my highlight of the weekend but I'm sort of duty bound to say that Andy Carroll's first goal for Amiens <laughs> in the uh, French second tier would be my highlight of uh, of the weekend I love it. it was framed Andy Carroll scores his first goal for Amiens uh, but they lost 4-1 <laughs> and it was just like yeah of course they did but the big man you can't keep a big man down Jim Campbell I guess not 
Yeah. Uh, let us go to the Premier League then. Arsenal won. Manchester City deal. Manchester City lose back-to-back league games for the first time ever. No, for the first time I think, since 2018. Uh, it was a, a, a wonderful victory for it Arsenal. It really was. 1-0 at the carpet. Yeah. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. an absolutely beautiful afternoon. Really, really enjoyed it. No one was expecting to see Gabriel Martinelli. That was very, very WWE. Mm. Just like there it's <laughs> Suddenly there he is. Yeah. Not expecting. Well, it. you suggested Saka would would play. I did think Saka would play, and I, and I might have picked my fantasy team on that basis. So yeah, a lot, well, Jim. you. I told you that Man City were going to lose, and also that Arsenal were going to win. And you didn't listen, did so you? I took the so wrong tip off you. Basically, you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Right. That's a brave card for you to play about wrong tips. We're <laughs> 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 very brave, but I mean, look, it was. It wasn't a classic game. We've seen better ones. It's funny, actually. Everyone's been saying that. Obviously, I was at the game and you're very, very tense when you're invested in it. And it seemed very, very compact. But I didn't get the impression it was sort of like a drab game to watch. But then when you're invested in a game like this, you, you feel like you're actually playing in it yourself. Well, I mean, think when these two teams are playing, you know, you can't take your eyes off it. I thought it was interesting, Andy, that, that Arteta mixed it up tactically. And you know, it's easy to say this after the game when they've won. But last season particularly when they went to the Etihad and they were humbled, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. They tried to go toe-to-toe and I just remember thinking, what are you doing? They're a better side. Yes. And I understand, I understand that, that, you know, you are, come on, back yourself. You know, if, you, if, if they went there and they tried to be a bit more defensive and maybe set up a little bit like they did yeah, um, uh, uh, yesterday, people go, oh, for crying out loud, why didn't you go and back yourselves, go toe-to-toe with them and have it? You see, again, it's easy to say this after the game's been played and we see the results, but to go toe-to-toe with a side who are demonstrably better than you is sometimes maybe not the best way to play. He mixed it up. He stifled Manchester City. You know, what was the, the statistic that, um, that they were reduced to four shots in, in 94 minutes, the lowest from a Pep Guardiola side in a single match in 13 years? Mm. It showed you where their priorities were. Yeah, and I, I think... It's it's taken another lead from Guardiola in a way, isn't it? Just finding the way to win. Because if you look at what Guardiola's changed, Guardiola's became become more English, really, in his outlook. Certainly, his mm. Manchester City outlook in 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 the last couple of years. He's, like he's learning from us, <laughs> exactly. But but like you know, after that chastening first season, things mm. have changed, and like he's gone to getting defenders who actually defend, mm-hmm. getting a centre forward so he can be a little bit more direct. And to me, this felt like. If you'd have said this, like if you didn't know who the two coaches were, and you'd, you'd have said they were two English managers, I would have I would have believed you, because it was quite um, doing the basics well. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams played quite direct. It was quite a direct move that got Arsenal their their, their winner in the in, in the end. It didn't feel like what you would perpetually think a Guardiola versus Arteta sort of game was like. It mm. felt very different from a lot of um, previous games against Man City, I think. Yeah. You know, and it needed to from Arsenal's Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think Rod- Rodri's absence is obviously massive. Bernardo Silva playing in that role was a mm. bit of a surprise. Obviously, I guess, you know, the idea was to sort of build play from deep. Um, but I think, uh, as you sort of alluded to, to Marcus, I think Arteta got his selection absolutely right. Jorginho and Rice together gave so much security. And there was just a sense that Arsenal were going to stand up to everything. Saliba marshalled Erling Haaland so, so well, like from really early on as well, which made a difference. No, he, 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 essentially, Saliba put quite a big tackle in on him early on, and that it was one of those ones that seemed to set the tone. And there was a couple of wobbly moments early on, mm-hmm. but they weathered that as well. And that's been a problem at home for Arsenal, making silly mistakes, which kind of stick out like a sore thumb when they lead to a goal. Like they David had Raya. a couple, like David Raya, yeah, <laughs> who grew into the game though. Like, yeah, I know. He really, really grew into the game. Yeah, he was really impressive actually because I, I was just waiting for it to 
go completely yeah. tits up. As soon as that first shot of Ramsdale on the bench biting his nails, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right, okay, this is is this is this the kind of game it's going to be? Mm. But actually, by the end, like by the end of the the first half, he was spraying balls out to Jesus on the right. Yeah, and in the second half, there were a few balls leading up to the goal where he was just finding people out wide because evidently they just couldn't beat uh, City's like two waves of press. Yeah. And so he, it probably actually suited him a bit more because his longer range passing doesn't have, you know, he, he's got more margin for error yeah. when he goes longer than when he has to try and thread yeah, it through yeah. to the first, you know, the first midfielder or whoever else. Um, but yeah, like, I, I was quite impressed with that. I was also, and Jim's mentioned it there, I was really impressed with Jorginho because it's weird in a game like that, of that magnitude, of those, of you know, that opposition as well. Mm-hmm. That Jorginho's best quality, or th- like to sum up his performance, as it were, was he didn't notice him because yeah. that's usually the kind of game where yeah. he makes a considerable f- yeah. fuck up. Mm-hmm. But he was re- yeah really calm, recycled the ball really well. Yeah. You kind of, I don't think he made a single tackle. Mm. I don't necessarily think he want he like out muscled anyone, but he never wasted the ball. He was just a mm. grown up, wasn't he? And he was booked on something like eight minutes. Yeah, and after, after that, that, you think he's in trouble maturity. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The maturity of, of that performance, mm. uh, you know, was echoed throughout the rest of the team as well. Mentally, it was such a strong performance. I felt like, I, th- I felt Arsenal with a stronger team in the first half, was relieved to get to half-time, obviously. Then there was a spell where they looked pretty dominant. Then there was about a 15-minute period where it's like, all right, City are working up to something here. It feels like they're going to get into a second gear. And Arsenal just didn't let them. I think the, the best team won on the day and that has been what we've been, looking, been yeah. hoping for for but, a while. It's not think- like... Just like, oh, God, it'd be great if we could scab a win. We need to play them and 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 beat them handily. I mean, handily is probably exaggerating it for a 1-0 win, but I really strongly feel the best team won there, and that is going to set Arsenal up mentally really, really well. I think, well. I think, you see, I don't think that matters, going back to what Marcus says mm. before. It's just about winning the game. Because I think mm. if you go to the corresponding fixture last season, mm-hmm. Arsenal's performance was really good yeah. for quite a lot of it. No, the better team for quite a lot of it. They just ended up getting picked off. But that's where the 3-1 at the Emirates yeah. really scores. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you, you, you mentioned, I can't remember the sort of ebb and flow of the match, so I'll, I'll take your word for it there. I just remember coming away thinking, yeah, Man City are better than them, aren't they? Yeah. That, and that was the feeling. Yeah. Whether yeah. that was accurate of the game or not, really, again, I... They didn't really have to extend themselves. Well, indeed. They but, were just yeah, grown up, to use Jim's yeah, words. But to, yeah. So I stress, I can't remember the ebb and flow of the game. I just remember the finish of the game and mm. the Man City won and it was like, woof, you know. But I think, I think to not lose is also very, very important. That sounds such a stupid thing to say. But, but when you set yourselves up and it's nil-nil and it's late on in the game, mm. well, then you can win via heavy deflections. You know what I mean? You you open up these options. It wasn't a deflection. And... <laughs> it was deliberately bouncing off Ake's face. Is that right? He's right, yeah. right in the face as well. Yeah, it really you've was. you've criticised some of the goals Frank Lampard's got <laughs> um, the, You're absolutely right because there was a point where I felt like both teams were settling for a point. Yeah. Both had two people in front of their um, yep. defences. Um, even the way that Tommy Asu was mm. quite far forward was an element of like, yeah. like you might playing well, in the hole. Yeah, you, you might as well just go up there, mate. Have a little wander around, give yeah. him a nudge, but run straight back but when the, we don't have the ball. But those tactics, though, of, of using Tommy Asu and using Kai Havertz's height and all mm. this kind of stuff. Mm. Great layoff, by the way, for, it, his, indeed. for his assist. But it, again, it shows you how Arteta is, is evolving as a coach and is not just sort of wedded to perhaps one or two ideas. Yeah. Because when people say, oh, Guardiola doesn't like to do... Well, actually, sometimes you've got to go over the press. You know, a long ball is not necessarily a bad thing. No. If you do it every week, mm. it becomes very predictable. Yeah. But in a certain game, mm. and particularly like that, 
um, it's very effective. He's he made a big sort of noise um, at the start of the season about wanting the team to be more unpredictable in terms of both personnel and tactics and you know changing formations and and whatnot within games. And yeah. this was a great example of that. All four substitutes involved in the goal. Yeah. Um, like I say, Tommy Yasu playing as a sort of attacking midfielder late on <laughs> in a game where it's tight and it's nil nil. But there it's you just, go. Just very hard to um, prepare for a thing like that, yes. which is obviously a strength of, of Guardiola's himself. Mm. And and that it was really fascinating to see it play out like that we were talking about it on Friday saying it's I think you know the it will be about the tactical nuance mm-hmm. of of either coach that will that will decide this game and I think that's how it panned out Indeed, but, you and, talk- and to play Tommy Asu in that position now every week would be silly <laughs> <laughs> again like, like yeah. hear, what, yeah. hear what's yeah. going on is you know? <laughs> but, but you talking Marcus about you know not losing is is, is really important I think the win is really important because... You get points, as, don't you? you get points. <laughs> well, there, there, there is that. And they I'm, don't get any. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the, <laughs> the recrimination over what didn't happen with Kovacic would have been Imagine. much bigger. Well, we, we, we were trying to move on to that. Frothing. Yeah, so... Was, there, was anyone else, even Jim, yeah. was anyone else just waiting for him to score? Yeah, I know what you <laughs> yes, mean. Yes. Up until yep. he went off on 68 minutes, I was like, I know who's going to win, and yeah. I know who's going to score the goal. Oh, man, I... I, I look, <laughs> The referee had two good opportunities to send him off. The second, the second <laughs> one was outrageous. Dude, the first Absolutely one, absolutely couldn't believe it. But like, if he walks within the, the context one, of the first one, yeah, of you're course. thinking he's lucky there. The second one just completely what? get away with it. What is this sort of trend at the moment that that you get a yellow card, which is you know whether it's a a questionable red or just a yellow card, fine. You then have to test the referee immediately. Bruno Guimaraes did it against yeah. West Ham. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember who it was. Uh, uh, was it? Ah, oh, I forget who it was. Maybe one of the Liverpool players was it Trent Alexander-Arnold away to Newcastle yes on Anthony Gordon you know there was the, the, well Jota, Jota's uh, red card was that obviously he the, the silly booking was the first one but then he immediately yeah, yeah exactly one, there's yeah. another one there like this, this season it seems to be like the managers sit their players down and go right if you get booked and you get a chance to test the referee yeah. for a bucket, you've got to take it straight yeah. away. I'll tell you what, if you're Casemiro, you're absolutely frothing because that <laughs> that was your life in Madrid. And now he's getting cards left and right as yeah, a Man right. United player. I think we can all agree Kovacic sh- should have been sent off. The only question one is, for which tackle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm... You know, now we have the full context of what happened. I'm, I'm pleased that he wasn't sent off because you you might then think, had Arsenal gone to win the game against ten, yeah. there's a sense it's like, oh, but can we do it against yeah. eleven players? So you know, it's that is the ultimate hindsight. Will, yeah, you say that he was pleased it. he wasn't I sent off. What it. a comfortable <laughs> position to be yeah. able to take. Hopefully, they'll get someone completely unfairly sent off against us at the Etihad. There I think are. that would only be fair. Is that how it works? You, I you know, hope you, so, you, Marcus. People say, well, it ebbs and flows. It swings and round. Yeah, even itself out over. So that you that you've got that on in the bag. Got that bank. That's yeah. safe. That's in the bag. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you know, Andy. Before we were saying about the evolution, as it were, of, of like this Guardiola team into like you know more and a more English, you know, centre backs, striker, and stuff like that. Yeah, guaranteed. Ha- yeah, but like have, not having a brute like Rodri in midfield yeah. was yeah. such a That's big right. issue here. Yeah, like, we, we mentioned it before. Someone just to take the game by the scruff of the neck. And not even just drag it with him, but just like shake his face and say, like, come on. Mm. Like, we're well, Man City here. Remember who we are. Let's yeah. And you miss a double so many of those, as well. Yeah, I mean, with Rodri, he's bent so many of those games yeah. against Arsenal to his will as well, yeah. hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Erling Haaland, Jack Grealish and Carl Walker seem to get into an altercation with the Arsenal set-piece set piece coach on their way down the tunnel after full time. Who used to be at Man City, yeah. He did, yeah. Mm. Right. 
Yeah. You never so talked about it. I know, but I wonder if we that... didn't know we could play it long. Did you see the? <laughs> Why do you tell us that was a thing? <laughs> Stick it in the box. It seems. It seems we're doing Rondo for ten years. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, like it, it, it sort of bodes. I mean, read into it what you like, and I will. For the neutral, maybe for the Arsenal fans, that that rivalry, they seemed a little bit rattled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it's I, good. It's, it's good for the. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. The, the video itself, because obviously they didn't have a close up of it. It shows like Carl Walker going down the tunnel. The mm-hmm. coach coming over to like shake his hand, and Carl Walker being like, "Oh, you know, dismissing yeah. him." Presumably because like he didn't like the way he celebrated beforehand, or Whatever something was, yeah. happened. Yeah. And then he clearly says something, mm. and it's it's so funny because. Um, Walker goes up to him, Harlan comes up to him, and the coach immediately is like, oh, shit. <laughs> God, yeah, okay. and, he's, and he's not got the option of running away <laughs> with Carl Walker, has he? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Harlan's like, you go get him, bring him here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll feast on him. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But of course, though, the win for Arsenal meant it helped out um, Tottenham Hotspur greatly because they would, would stay top of the league. Look, it's all coming up North London. It's good to see them working together. And Spurs uh, got a, a, a nice win away uh, to Luton Town, of course, winning 1-0. And I said, nice, because they were down to 10 men. Uh, Yves Basuma was sent off um, in the first half. He got a second yellow for, for diving and he didn't complain. You, so, say, you, no. say, you say he got sent off for diving. Are you sure it wasn't multiple murder? Because that I, oh, was, was certainly what was inferred in the commentary. Shame! 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 Uh, Shame. Uh, Tom, close down the sport! Uh, outrageous. I know. It's so funny. These Imagine d- if he'd have spit at him instead of breaking his leg. It'd be disgraceful, wouldn't it? No, he spat at the players on his way down as he was diving. Oh. <laughs> that would be the elder. That would be. He'd have to leave the country. Ooh, yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Like that, that. These are things we hate in footballing culture. Is like the diving and the spitting. Mm. It's like if you're gonna do, like, we would rather you break his nose yeah. than dive. And it's kind of like, ah, I'm not sure the yeah. guy with the broken nose thinks. That. I think shaming people is also really bad, though. And yeah, that, that, is, that is not a good response. I mean, that. look, but we, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that he was a silly boy. He and was, we, a, and yes. we genuinely don't like to see simulation. We don't like to see uh, nonsense commentary like that. You know, when you see like strikers defending, yeah. that was a non-forward player's dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what you mean. But I, I thought it was there was something very satisfying about him being set up and him just taking it, not complaining. Yeah, yeah I give him like, credit yeah, for that. Yeah, no, you got me. That's Fasted. entirely yeah. fair. Uh, but of course, Spurs won. Mickey Van der Ven scored. Uh, via another Madison assist. Loves it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he's well he, into it. I mean, it is his job. He's well into it. <laughs> yeah, he's, but, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Campbell no, well, what you've sucking done there, the romance what out of football. <laughs> what you've done there, <laughs> you've, taken, you've, you've, you've got Jim on his high from Arsenal and you've, right. and you've moved immediately into Tottenham and gone to him straight away. <laughs> What With did respect, you think he was going to say? I think you'll find that he jumped in there. I was, I was <laughs> two-footed. Quite, two-footed, yeah. yeah. Missed that me, kit, but I dived. That um, kit. Good <laughs> lord. You not like it? Yeah. I've invented a new colour and it's that. <laughs> Awful. What do you think of Australians? Aren't they funny? <laughs> yeah. Aren't they lovely? Yeah. I mean, I haven't met all of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, but you, I mean, there's more of a Greek influence, would you say? There, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Mickey VDV said uh, post match, or, or uh, well, he said post match about what happened before the match. He said before the game, Sun said to me, "You're going to score your first goal today," and I thought that's menacing, isn't it? Mm. Did he have his hand on his throat up against the wall? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't he, think Sun had his hand on Mickey Van der Ven. Did you say there was a character? He, did you see you the imagine. way he laid down the microphone at the end of the game? Is that right? Did, yeah, so we did the uh, TNT Sports roundtable thing and yeah, had yeah. the microphone. They said goodbye and they carried on with their segment. Mm. And he 
gently put it down so they didn't like rattle around. It's, it's like you were leaving a like your infant child's room yeah. after you've put them to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of business. Marvelous. Um, He's a very, yeah, very yeah. fantastic finish, wasn't it? Yeah, a great. Really, really good. Oh, was it? He's just outstanding. Yeah. And like, he's made Romero that little bit more sensible. Yeah. Yes. Um, but also um, sensible, even <laughs> words. Yeah. Journalist. I, we know what you meant. <laughs> um, still hasn't been capped for the Netherlands, yeah? Mm. Presumably because they can't, it, much in the same way that if you're building something in the centre of town, you could only have things above, a, so many things above a certain height. You can't have Van Dyke <laughs> and Van der Ven in that, in that central defence. And it, it took Sven Botman ages to get a cap as well. Right. You, you've got to point that out. I mean, yeah. it's, you wouldn't say it's a vintage Netherlands team, but they are pretty well stocked for central defenders. Yeah. So it, it, it might take a while. Got I, good I, options I, at right back as well, Andy. Yeah. In Kenny Tete. <laughs> Come on, then. Come on. It's another hill Come I'm ready to on. die on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Okay, Andy doesn't fancy today. Um. <laughs> the other thing we should say is yeah. that Spurs should have been 3 0 up, but what a yeah. chance for the Adebayo. For oh, I know. I, 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 Go with your left foot. Yeah. Use your left foot. Just put it in the net. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, how would Luton look back at this game? Because... It's Tottenham for crying out loud, which usually is, means you should have won the game, but nowadays yeah. it means you perhaps won't win the game, if you see what I mean. But, you know, they're down to 10 men. They that chance. You know, 1-0 yeah. is no disgrace losing to the side who are top of the league, lest we forget, Jim. It may Spurs, be a goal scored, but they're still top. They were a little bit wasteful, though, weren't they? Mm. I mean, I don't think, even with the sending off, I don't think the scoreline reflects the game. They okay. could have won that 3-0 yeah. comfortably, even, you know, mm. with the sending off. Well, they could have a bit more clinical earlier. We also should say, I think Spurs paid them a lot of respect by actually just shutting down everything they were good at. Yes. Like Morris didn't really get a sniff throughout. Well, I mean, it was difficult for Morris. It's always going to be difficult against yeah. a, a side like um, Spurs. Um, he was seen finishing the first half holding a bloody tissue to his nose. He's that type of guy. He looked he Who's looked blood? crazy. Who's yeah. blood? Yeah, indeed, Jim. Because um, it was still, they had, because um, you know what they do with um, nosebleeds now, they stick tampons up there. Right. Yeah, because they absorb blood. Yeah. And he, and, his nose was bleeding so much that it was just coming through. Yeah. He looks psychotic. Yeah, he, he does a bit. One of his um, teammates was talking about how crucial he is to Luton on, uh, on on one of the broadcasters, and he said, we said last season, feed the bear because he's the big bear. <laughs> May not have said it in that tone, not, Andy. I thought you are not meant to feed bears. I thought that was the opposite of what no, you meant No, I mean, you should feed them, but as in, like, don't have food around them? Uh, don't feed them yourself. Yes. I think that's right, it. Right, okay. Just like... Chuck him something. From a safe distance. Exactly. It begs the question, does Carlton Morris jobby in the woods, Andy? <laughs> um, we don't have time to answer that now. Um, Spurs man Emerson Royal made a, a compilation video uh, of the birth of his child recently. I was kind of reluctant to talk about this because I mean, it's the birth of your child, you know, and it's a bit personal. So why have you but... made it sound like a skills video with like Euro trash music? <laughs> <laughs> but he posted it on social yeah, media. He created it and posted it. It's I a mean, lovely little story of a, yeah. a it was hair and makeup. Life. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I, I look fair enough. Congratulations. We have to say. Yeah. At least he didn't do any irritating dancing like Robbie Williams did when he posted that thing of uh, him, his wife giving birth. What? He was dancing that? while his wife was giving birth. Well, I think birth. his wife was in in labor at the time, but they were in the hospital. And he had um, music on because often don't encourage you to bring in music and try and make the ambience. And right. Stuff. Okay. And he was like, you know, bopping away. Was he just playing his songs? I, th if I can't remember exactly, but in my mind's eye, yes. Do I you want think. Angel again? <laughs> <laughs> we do one for Ange. <laughs> I don't know. The good thing though for for going back to Luton Town is that they're not going to finish bottom of the league because Sheffield United are in the division. Mm, they're now. shit. 
They are so bad. I watched Fulham beat them 3-1. And Fulham aren't really scoring goals this season. And, you know, and they did it hard, hard way, really, didn't they? did they? it the hard yeah. way. Honestly, I, Sheffield United are really bad. They need a change or something because they are just... it's Awful injury to Chris Basham as well. Ve- gonna, yeah, very... Ve- big, that, big loss. Indeed. You, you knew it was, about, it was up the other end to, to where I was sitting. But yeah, awful stuff. Uh, indeed. I mean, there was 14 minutes of of injury time in the first half, which 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 goes to show. Um, but One of the weirdest bangers you've ever seen from, from Tom Kearney? Tom Kearney, yeah. He's Off got the it, head of Fodderingham? It just it shows you just how good Kearney is. You know, mm. he twists himself up, let alone the opposition. It's one of those oh, Martinelli's things, lucky, but Kearney's a magician. And, uh, <laughs> bias is showing. I, I couldn't agree more, Jim. And, uh, you know, he, he gets the assist, of course, using the crossbar to outfox the goalkeeper, and he, he nodded it in. This game will be remembered by me for a man who was sat... Um, just a couple of seats down and run row in front for taking um, this man had skinhead tattoos on head mm-hmm. and body uh, couldn't <laughs> see all the body but uh, it was another man's body that seemed to offend this man there was a chap who was sat a few rows down who was just sat there wasn't, wasn't gobbing off nothing and he had his top off and it was quite a nice day he had decent torso I would say nicely tanned like there was nothing offensive about this man, right. and for some reason, bald man with tattoos on head took offence. Oi, oi, get get your top on, get your top on. It's like who bell. cares? What difference does yeah. that make? I found You'll this. catch your death. <laughs> Stop making me feel self-conscious. Yeah, the, uh, that, shave your head as well. That, that could have been it. Yeah. I say I, I am amused and baffled in equal measure. And I, I wanted to say something. I was like, "What are you?" I thought, "Oh, this guy might take a chunk out of my flesh." <laughs> I do so love bad. like sometimes football gets people so angry. Yeah, that they just like don't know how to think. They just lose all normality. They're both in the Fulham end, which firstly, Fulham. Yeah. Secondly, like you're not opposition fans. I don't know why he took so much umbrage with it. So when you're talking about umbrage, you're really talking about those Stoke fans and the kid from Leicester. Oh, this was amazing. Oh, that was another one talking Absolutely about Absolutely amazing. If anyone hasn't seen it, there's a, an, a very small child. He must be, what, seven or eight years old? If that. Um, just showing the score to two fully grown adults in the Stoke end who are absolutely <laughs> spitting feathers, having conniptions. Just what? incredible! Just the the man children that we have in this game are so entertaining sometimes. But he's he's not even ragging them to Vardy level. No, he's, no. he's simply just showing his fingers. He's so he? calm and composed. This kid, he'll manage Leicester one day. Yeah. What, what, I find, what I find funny is though that those those two dickheads sad excuses for adults don't understand that they have the option of not looking at him they have the option of just just go back and look at the game that's why you came here I am not looking away from that child until he re- yeah. he takes that digit down I, I like yeah. the idea that like they maybe in that situation would be like right let's fucking do his dad yeah. they see his dad <laughs> they see his dad and it's you know very similar to your man at Fulham like yeah. you're really built and they're like oh fuck it we'll just have to do the kid yeah. then Yeah, we'll come back here in about 12 years <laughs> yeah. and then you're in trouble son yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, right then, let's uh, let's take a break in which we can all put our tops back on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Have you got a fresh box of lemons in the office? Uh, of course, every few days. Now, you know, from the beginning it was difficult because every day I need to change the lemon because <laughs> <laughs> the energy wasn't good. But now they can, few days more, three, four days, uh, and they stay fresh. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. You can't deny it, the lemons are working. Thanks very much to Sean Cleaver for choosing today's clip. Keep them coming, everybody. Um, you can choose the intro line for Wednesday's show in two days' time, that'll be. Uh, just sign up for the uh, Football Ramble patron using the link in the show description. Right, everybody, it's time for an update on our Ramble Acker with Betfair. Every weekend, we're placing a £10 Acker on four-match odds, 90 markets across the Premier League, where any winning bets are played out at 90 minutes. So you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. In game one, Pete picked West Ham to beat Newcastle... United, they drew two all. They drew two two. I can't work out if his boys let him down or if his boys let him down. Yes, I know what you mean. It's actually your pick, wasn't it? As well, he protested. No, 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 no. It, well, it goes to Pete. Well. I never officially <laughs> made that. That was I was umming and ahhing. Well, that yeah. might be a nice bit, but it was Pete. You're so Whitney Houston. He's Kevin Costner. He's looked after you there. If that if that works in my favour, Andy, I'll go with it. But Pete picked it. It didn't come in in game two. Jim picked Manchester United to beat Brentford. Um, Manchester United. One, two, one. Eventually they did. Never in doubt. Never, Never in, in doubt. doubt. Yes. So those stoppage home goals, of course, go in your favour. They do. Uh, on, on that particular one. Game three, Andy, you picked Manchester City to beat Arsenal. Oh dear, Arsenal mm. won one nil. Mm. Uh, in game four, Luke picked Everton to beat Bournemouth. And of course, Everton won three nil. So we didn't win that one, even though we got a couple right. Uh, but thanks to Betfair's match odds 90 market, over 6,000 customers who bet on Brentford to beat Manchester United got their bets paid out in 90 minutes despite those two late Scott McTominay goals. Uh, in total, there were three uh, stoppage time goals in the Premier League this weekend. Betfair are donating £10 to the charity pot for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. That's another £30 for Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. Now let's go to that game. Manchester United 2, Brentford 1. Easy peasy, Vish. The spirit of uh, Barcelona 99 was there in Scott McTominay. <laughs> yes. He's done it again. We knew he was capable of it. Um, Put the contract on the table. On the cable. Man How... United are back. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you want on your contract? <laughs> um, this was actually 
uh, quite nourishing because as soon as Brentford scored, I was like, right, that's that's that done. Yeah. Why don't I try and salvage my Saturday evening? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, the scenes at the end were, like, obviously very temporary. It's a mm-hmm. very temporary bomb when... Scott McTominay yeah. is your match winner when you throw him forward and mm-hmm. Harry Maguire having accompanied Johnny Evans in the back mm-hmm. of your, you know, in central defence for the whole game. Yes. Because of that's the the scale of United's injuries issue, injury issues. Um, when it goes in, there's a, there's a level of like, oh, you know, this is papering over the cracks and stuff like that. But I was still a little bit like, Thank God it's not you know three successive home defeats. Yeah. How do, how far does that drill down? If that if those two get injured, will we have like Mikel Sylvester and Steve Bruce? I won't be here, <laughs> I won't I won't be here next week because I'll be on. I think we've all signed up to some kind of like duty here. I thought you were going to get picked by. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah okay. I'll be on standby. So I have to go, wait for my. For my like phone. jury duty. It is a little bit, so yeah. <laughs> Except that it's not twelve good men and true. <laughs> no, and nobody wants. And yeah, but, um, uh, people would rather do jury duty. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. But there. There was a, there's something to be said for like Scott McTominay is someone that I um, don't really rate. I think he uh, no no well, like, hear me out. So maybe a, a couple of seasons ago, he felt like you know a, a drop off between like where United wanted to be and mm-hmm. what they actually were. And one of the one of the issues I have with him is that he comes on. He's a bit directionless. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of energy. A lot of passion. Chose all Scotland of, over England. All, the, 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 another red blot on his copybook. Um, <laughs> But basically, got to a stage where like he was just too chaotic and yeah. and spoke of like the issues within United that they mm-hmm. just had no real structure. And actually, what they need more of is a bit more, you know, someone who is a bit more direct, someone who is more energetic, someone who actually gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased from the fact that he not just doesn't just get the equaliser, but gets the winner in the fashion that he does as someone who just like puts himself about and, mm-hmm. and it's doing it in their box when it is getting a bit chaotic. The other thing I will say is Brentford are quite bad now. Yeah, they, And we talk about Tony being a big miss. Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. like Rico Henry as well totally yeah. distorts mm-hmm. them because yeah. then you've got Hickey playing on the left as well mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. the right. And like, really felt like they just, that their legs went wobbly by yeah. the end of it. It felt like they just did not have what it took to see the game out and yeah. were completely Agreed. their own worst enemies. Because that. they were very good at the start. Mm-hmm. Like they, they bossed it and mm-hmm. United was so chaotic at the beginning. Like Brent, Brentford aren't getting the results that they... Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes... Well, I'd right to say they're flat to deceive. I think, again, because of their brilliant performances in, in sort of recent seasons in the Premier League, perhaps we think more of them than the sum of their parts and all that kind of stuff. But when you take out some crucial elements, and also maybe there's an element of inertia, I don't know. We've seen this with teams before, haven't we? You know, when they go up and they don't have a huge budget, it's difficult to compete. There's, there's, a, there's a limit to how far you can go yes. if you're Brentford. And I think we've really found that last like if you look at the players they've tried to sign over the the last couple of windows um you go back the summer before last they tried to sign Mudrick uh, this summer they offered loads to Fiorentina they offered like 40 million odd to try and sign Nico Gonzalez and he's like yeah Brentford I'm not interested mm. and that is a barrier that they're going to face for yeah. a, a considerable mm. time you know players want to play in the Premier League but the players that they want to get to go to the next level aren't really interested in going to to Brentford, which is, you know, unfortunate and, and unfair, but this is the situation they're in. And you have those teams, don't you? I mean, I suppose Crystal Palace are that to the nth degree in that they're never going down mm-hmm. and they're never getting into Europe. Mm-hmm. But most of the teams who are in that sort of position, they do something to sort of 
you know, reframe their situation, to give themselves some extra meaning, to continue to flourish. And I mean, even Palace tried to do that a couple of times, mm. didn't they? When they brought in Frank de Boer and when mm. they brought in Patrick Vieira. And they've rode back from that. And mm. they, of all those teams, have found a sort of semi-comfortable place. But, you know, Brentford are still in the, I guess you could say, Charlton, Swansea, Southampton. So do you think a remedy for that would be... Uh, like being seen to be a club that offloads players to bigger clubs because you know Brighton's thing is basically like mm. people come to them because they know they're going to improve mm-hmm. which you do at Brentford players improve yeah. at and it's a Premier League platform yeah and it's you move on as... to bigger yeah. clubs whereas if you think like Brentford have done that for a while but they've done that in like you know the level below so you think of like Ollie Watkins mm-hmm. Mopay obviously you know before your man um, at West Ham Tarkovsky Ben Rama yeah. but they need to basically so basically if Tony wasn't banned mm they'd have a situation where maybe Tony goes to a big club and yes. someone thinks, oh, right, that's a, yeah. there's a platform exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. The, the pathway's to... not obvious at the yeah. moment, is it? But no. it will become obvious, you know. I, th- I think that yeah. that's the yeah. thing. You know, the, 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 you, you can't deny the magnificent work. But you need a big there. number, don't you? You, you need, need a like a, a, a 70 million Tony to so-and-so. Or maybe yeah. that's in Buemo, like down the line. Possibly. I think the advantage, yeah. if you're Brentford, is I would think they're in proper trouble in many other seasons. But the three teams who got promoted... Mm. are going to make it hard for anyone else to get I'd be, relegated. I'd be amazed if Brentford got yeah. relegated. I think, I think un, unless there's a dramatic change soon as well, and it's possible that there will be because of some of the, mm. the signings they've not managed to get on the pitch. You look at Bournemouth as well and think yeah. they've got shows a lot of catching up to do. It shows you the fact that we're saying, you know, again, testament to what Brentford are doing. You know, When Brentford went up, you'd be, people would think you know, in a few seasons' time, people saying, oh, I'd be amazed if they go down. You know, Again, yeah. you, you can't oh, lose yeah, sight it's, of it's, what they do. It's an incredible achievement. Yeah. And also, yeah. by the way, they've... They nearly got a result at Old Trafford, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I know definitely. is not that hard these days, but it's still impressive. They got they have to take something from that because they've so they lost to Everton at home, mm-hmm. they drew with Bournemouth at home, mm. two bad teams. Yeah, who they're, are they're not the in a, a, a brilliant uh, patch at the moment, yeah. Brentford, but you know we, we we think they'll come good. Uh, I mean, yeah, Manchester United. <laughs> I mean, starting with Brian Evans at the back, I think is a masterstroke. <laughs> and it paid off, Andy. You do well. I've been calling for Maguire to get back in there because of the rubbish that they've they've got elsewhere at centre half. And uh, in he comes, assist, an almost clean sheet and an assist. There we are. Is how I'm going to frame it. Yeah. Um, but of course, that is accurate. Um, uh, with Andre Anana in goal, it's difficult to get a clean sheet at the moment. He's not having the best of times. I mean, it wasn't a howler or anything, but you would fancy him to was do it? a bit better. Just a howler? Would you go as far? As I, 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 I don't know. He, he could have done a lot better. Yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting collective fault. It was like the the Brentford goal. For, from a United perspective was mm. the opposite of total football <laughs> in that everyone like a, a succession Zero of football. players it was, yeah. like, it was like a team move of uh-huh. bad defending wasn't it yeah yeah. so many people were culpable for that it wasn't just Anana no mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite a slapstick goal it was a bit yeah like the, Maguire gives the ball to Casemiro when he doesn't really want it. Casemiro shows him he doesn't really don't want it. Don't bring Maguire into in this, Andy. <laughs> don't, no, he got no, a lovely assist off the slap. Yeah, oh, it was, it was, it it was funny because as the move progressed, Maguire did seem to stand out the way in a sense, this is nothing to do with me. Oh, I haven't nice. been in the team for weeks. Outrageous. Don't look at me. Mm. Well, look, people were saying, having to go, why is he in the England squad? He's not start for, or even playing for Manchester United. Well, he started that game, didn't he? He did. Right? He did. There we are, you see? So, hey, you're, so, you're, you're so one-eyed, it's untrue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's one more eye than a lot of people when it comes to this issue. Of so, often uh, a win like that, in the circumstances, despite the performance maybe being a bit underwhelming, can be a real energising thing, which I think United need at the moment. Do you, mm. How do you see the next sort of run of games going? Do you think this is going to 
kickstart them into being a bit more... Well, Ten Hag said that, didn't he? He said, this, this needs to kickstart us mm. now. This is not a case of, oh, we got away with that one. This has got to lead to something. Did it really feel like that to you, Vish? I, I, well, I Speaking mean, on behalf of Vish, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I felt... I, I, I was just glad it wasn't another defeat. And, and it was like seeing those scenes, kind of led by the players, actually. Like, Tomale running off, Garnacho running off, mm. like... There's, there are a lot of players there who who need to be given more games because <laughs> generally, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Rashford and Casemiro coming off um, was quite important. You know, Ten Hag has made tough decisions before, and I think we've ended up sticking with a lot of the same players within a lineup because how else are they going to get better playing together? Mm-hmm. And, and now he's at the stage where he's lost a bit of like, temporary patience with some of them and get them out and also get them back in. Mm-hmm. Um, on merit rather, you know, through training performances and stuff like that. And I suppose Sancho is the one that stands out there as someone who hasn't done that and therefore is mm. jettisoned. Um, so they've got, Manchester United have, after the international break, of Sheffield United, Man City at home, Fulham, and then Luton at home, Everton away. So there's a, there's a degree of, you know, points there before results, they end up playing so. Newcastle at the start of December where they can pick up a bit of momentum. But that City game is, I mean, that sticks out like a sore thumb now. Yeah. Yeah. Smug otherwise, that wasn't it. Indeed, yeah, smug yeah. that was. Just <laughs> cannon fodder for us. We're just going <laughs> to yeah. eat up the points. <laughs> this is why everyone hates you. Yeah. Outrageous, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see, gentlemen, um, that uh, David De Gea, the former Manchester United goalkeeper, who's still without a club, by the way? Yeah, yeah there's been, there's been talk in Spain for... 32. There's mm. been talk in Spain for a couple of months now that he's considering retiring. Wow, really? Yeah. I think that'd be a bit of a shame. But did we... We broke De Gea. Yeah. I think the thing is, I, I <laughs> broke I think a human. Like he's, I think what? he's player, players who Premier League players or players who've been in the Premier League for a long time mm-hmm. who don't have a club anymore. I would love to see because they've got so much money. Go to maybe, Saudi. Maybe well, yeah, him, actually, we paid him a shitload. Yeah. <laughs> maybe him and Eden Nazar and a couple of others could just like make their own club. No, I just want to see them at a buffet, both getting really fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How's I'd be like, no, no, but this is how you do it. (laughs) You're talking about about a man who got substituted in an international game and literally went and had a burger with his dad while the game was still going on. It's exactly what we'd all do in that situation. Yeah, that's why we're not in that situation. (laughs) Um, De Gea um, has been uh, posting cryptic messages. On Instagram, yeah, have I, you this seen is, this? Re, the reaction to this is really interesting, isn't mm. it? Well, yeah, and it's been, and and I think the reason uh, the, the the people are saying they're cryptic is because it's it's coinciding with his old team playing Manchester United. He posted a story of him playing Rainbow Six Siege, which is a computer game. Yes, computer game. <laughs> um, I will not change. <laughs> Uh, David De Gea's uh, character in um, Rainbow Six Siege was seen aiming uh, his gun down a hallway waiting for a target to appear uh, but when he turned to move to a new room De Gea's character was immediately shot by an opponent and De Gea captioned the video perfect timing it's so cryptic <laughs> as to make me think it's got nothing to do with Man United <laughs> well Jim uh, he uh, when, when, when Galatasaray won 3-2 at Old Trafford uh, moments after the final whistle uh, David De Gea um, uh, uh, posted a message of him and, and his mates smirking uh, on Instagram, which was which was interesting. I should have said that the perfect timing uh, video game one. It was accompanied by two emojis giving the middle finger as well. So again, a lot of cryptic stuff out there. If you've if you've managed to crack it, see what then I, let us what, know. What I read from this is he's underlining that he's bored. N- not not only yeah, not <laughs> not only is <laughs> Thibaut Courtois um, in a far better position in the goalkeeping game. He's better at video games as is well right? than De Gea. That's yeah. what I would take from that. I see. Um, what do you think of this, Wayne Rooney? 
uh, has left DC United. It's been linked with a Birmingham City job. Just hang around a bit longer, Wayne. You never know what other big job could come up. Manchester United. Oh, I, I, see, I thought you right. meant into Miami. I thought you meant England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you go with that. Imagine. Would you, would you, would you fancy Wazza and Chai? No. Okay. <laughs> Say that to his face. Um, Why would I have to do that? I'm not, I'm not working in recruitment. Because that's how we test how much of a man you are. Oh, I'm not a man. I've told you that before. Oh, I see what you mean. That's Fair enough. That's why I'm here. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm not with Eden Hazard's dad eating a burger. <laughs> yeah, have a burger and play a video game. Um, <laughs> Brighton 2, Liverpool 2. Uh, a lot of faffing around at the back in this game. Needed some good old-fashioned centre-half play, Andy. <laughs> there was. I don't like right. all this playing out here from exactly. the back. See? <laughs> kick, kick out. There. You hear that? That's Jim. That's what's Jim, that Jim exactly. Have you aged like 30 years yeah. this weekend? Why are you on a bit of video games? I've <laughs> <laughs> not become Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Why policemen sure? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it was a good game though, down on the uh, on the south coast. Lewis Dunk got the decisive equaliser for Brighton. Mm. Um, of course, they could have won it. Yeah, the could have won chance. it. Oh my goodness. Joao and Joao Pedro, Pedro as well, yeah. Yeah, Joao Pedro's won. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't that the feeling from that game? Though, that both teams came out feeling they could have won it and they definitely had enough shambolic moments to have easily lost it as well. Yeah. Mm. Shambo- shambolic moments at the back if you want if you want to use more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like Shambo as shorthand though. Shambo. Yeah. yeah. Shambo number five. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was, it was. I mean, look, it was, it was, it was interesting when you get the teams, the press right. They like to play out the back, and, and the press can be effective. You know, we talked about David Ray, you know, with that moment mm. against uh, uh, Alvarez, was it in, in, in that game? Um, but yeah, but it's great for the neutral when you're watching the game. You'd love the chaos. You love the chaos. Yeah, but you, it's the. I mean, you see it with those two teams. It's, it's a means to an end. Like it, I, I think it works out really well that they're playing each other. Where. Neither could take too much from the fact that they fucked up. Yeah, like, we're just you know we're gonna do it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll probably fuck up in a bit anyway. It's so. great when you get a game of football like this, you know, and, and, and four goals could have been a few more. Um, but that's what we want on a Sunday afternoon, is it not, Andy? Brighton have got finishing twelfth written all over them. They just seem like overwhelmed Europa League really by everything. Yeah, I, I think I think that's it. It's, it's, it's really tough for them. I don't know. A, a draw at home against Liverpool is, is, is symptomatic of them having a tough time. Yeah, sure but this, a this, huge is, this, this is the. This yeah, that's is, the nature of it, though. But this these... is the problem with, with, with football, isn't it? That we take all our conclusions from the result rather than what actually happened in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. And they they behaved with the poise of a new parent, really. Mm. They, were, they were just all over the place, really. And their quality enabled them to get something out of the game and Liverpool's scattiness enabled them to get something out of the game as well. Yeah, enjoyable that Brighton fans were chanting, we want a replay. That was Also, while Can we have that from every club that play them, please? Yeah. Um, Adingra and Beleba as well, like just throw two kids on, start against Liverpool and... Have them be fine. Well, yeah. indeed. I mean, De Zerbi said after the game, I have to congratulate my club. Brighton have found another two great players. Talking about those two. It is just, it's, it's a lovely old In his head. But Labour's a, a symptom of how difficult they're going to find it going forward, though, I think. Oh, because, really? Yeah, because I think they, they, they bring in Baleba, who's got relatively little first-team experience at Lille. Like, he looks a really good player. Um, they, they start with an open on offer of, what, 18 million? Euros, I think. They end up paying 30 for them because everyone is looking at Brighton now. Yeah, like, right. we, we ain't going to sell you a player that you're going to sell for six times that yeah. amount in 18 months' time. And it's going to get more and more difficult for them to repeat that. So I, I, I endorse what Deserby was saying. You know, that they have to be congratulated. But how many more of them are there? 
because it's gonna get, it's gonna get hella expensive. But I think I think what you could do with that situation is basically spend. If you say you've got, uh, let's talk about the summer. You've got maybe a four month window to recruit players mm. for the first three months. Send your scouts on decoy missions. Mm. <laughs> get ev- everyone else to spend their money, and then do your business in that one month. Yeah, there we are. And if we're talking about decoy missions, it's a good way to have a jolly to see uh, Andy Carroll at Amiel. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> that you're talking, Andy. Did you see Paul Merson and Mike Dean had a huge disagreement yeah, live on very Sky? Enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. It was enjoyable. That's great, isn't it? I think it, Merson really, really kind of accidentally summed up the strength of feeling against a lot of the nonsense you hear from from PGMOL mm. uh, in his tone. Uh, as we were talking last week, weren't we, about the idea that there needs to be a mechanism in place that is essentially a sort of big red button where you can go, something ridiculous has happened, yeah, we need to yeah. be able to undo that ridiculous thing. Like a dump button on radio, live radio. That exact sort of yeah. thing. And, and Mike Damon just, no, 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 the rules are the rules. And, like, of course, like, I understand that that, that is how things work at the moment. There is no mechanism for that. But they're it's not a ridiculous thing to suggest there should be and they're yeah. behaving like it is a ridiculous thing to suggest that. Mm-hmm. Well, because I thought actually that the points that Mike Dean expressed were were fairly good and they're all reasonable but what I did think as well is that unlike a- any other re- ex-referee that's been in that telly situation before, it's just like the disrespect with which he speaks to people is yeah. unreal because normally these I need a little ex- thrown yeah <laughs> <laughs> normally referees are these meek little men who just get shouted down by those you've never played the game football and he's yeah. like I'm, I'm not having that I'm going to sledge you I don't think referees could be described as meek little men considering what they do in a TV situation that they always are yeah, they but, always are but then like, I think if you saw the way like, but that's not their job though to quote Jim Campbell yeah, or I, paraphrase I, I think if you see the way that say like Peter Walton was spoken stuffed to into a cupboard yeah, yeah and stuffed into a cupboard <laughs> Um, I don't that know, sounds but, really sinister. Well, it was really sinister. He didn't let him yeah. sit with everyone else. Sounds a bit Noel's house party. Yeah, sort of he probably films, didn't yeah. even have access to the same canteen. It's mean. Um, but I think, like, I, I think my team's just preempting that. He's like, I've seen the way you talk to referees like me when we do this. Apart mm. from Howard Webb, who's a big unit. Yeah, true yeah. enough. I mean, because Mike Dean was always very, um, very kind of empathetic when he was a referee on the pitch, wasn't he? <laughs> Off you pop. Off you pop. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I'll go back to that Paul Durkin one where he told Patrick Riera to F off when he sent him off at Ivory that time oh dear me um, gentlemen I think we've come to the end of the show oh no hang on one more piece of business um, Phil Neville we have come to the end of the show is right, reportedly yeah. in the we're final done. ridiculous in the final six or seven or seven candidates to take the job at um, the at football ramble is part of the <laughs> Visit Network. Bomb. He's in the final six or seven candidates to take the job at the Portland Timbers, which is the f- official Ramble MLS team. Six is or it? seven. Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Oh. So have you been petitioning hard for this? I, I, I assume. I, our man in in Portland who uh, used to play the Ramble theme tune over the. Uh, uh, As the, the teams the, came out. Uh, yeah. No, it, it half time wasn't it? Was it half time? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, he was. He was, he was certainly. Um, and he was at our show in Chicago. He was. He gave us some Portland gear. He'll have to give lovely us some fella. more gear in a minute. Uh, lovely fella. I mean, one one uh, newspaper is going with uh, that. Phil Neville is front runner, front runner for New England Revolution and Portland Timbers jobs. Months after five, uh, as into Miami sank to the bottom of the league. Six uh, or seven candidates, though. Well, I mean, I he, he, he must runner, be like he must be like Simon Simon Hollander in. Um, 
in the loop. Am I, am I just meeting the room? <laughs> <laughs> he is a bit like that, isn't he? Mm. So, yes, uh, let's let's all uh, hope that Tolfizza pops up at Portland because I think that um, we would love that. The locals may not, but it would, um, you know, I think it would be justice for what happened to him into Miami. Will it make a difference to how much we hear about him, whether he gets the job or not? Uh, we'll hear about him in equal measure, I think, Jim. There we are. Vish, would you like to uh, have the final word on Fizzer? Oh, no. Just, uh, <laughs> I, hope United, I hope man. he doesn't get the job. Why? Just because if he does get the job, we'll hear about him more. Okay. Yeah, I try to yeah. give a bit of smoke. I want him to do a week's work experience here and finally learn how to make a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Andy. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Myself, Pete, Vish, and Jim are back on Wednesday uh, to discuss whether uh, Fizzer will get the job or not. Uh, follow <laughs> us on X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Vitushan Hanaraja. Thank you. And thank you, Philip Neville. Um, oh, good you, can use, you can use the intro line if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it like an Australian. I'll do it like a... that was that was that was a hand. It was like he was in the <laughs> <Yeah>. room. <laughs> that was good. It's amazing. Oh mate, um, twenty a day he'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The football ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.